how are you doing? It's a simple question that can have a big impact. I didn't realize what that could do for you as an employee because this just feels like I've been holding my breath for so long and now I can just breathe. Even though one in four adults will experience a mental health challenge at some point in their life, a lot of people would rather sit through a day of meetings than talk about those challenges. The stigma of mental health is as big a problem as the illness itself. I've always said it's ironic. It's bad enough being depressed, but on top of that, you're supposed to be ashamed of yourself. On this episode of Connected, the AEP Employee Podcast, opening up at the office. I know that if you came up to me like five years ago and we're talking about something for mental health, I would just feel super uncomfortable and I don't even know what to say. And how one employee changed her views on talking about mental health at work. Thank you for joining us. I'm Bailey Coltice. Kristen Warch is a project manager in telecom. And late last year, she reached out to me with a story idea. I started to think about this, about mental health in the workplace, uh, a little bit more last year, just because obviously the pandemic, I think it started to get a lot of people to think about it. A recent study published in the Harvard Business Review found more people reported experiencing symptoms of mental health conditions in 2021 compared to 2019. And that's not surprising because the pandemic in particular has made it hard to not talk about mental health at work. You see it more and more. You see it in government. You see government officials, governors and the like coming out with their mental health challenges. I think the degree to which people see others coming out with mental illness is the degree to which it's going to have a big impact on changing the discussion. You're not broken anymore. It's just part of who you are. This is Dr. Patrick Corrigan. He's a professor of psychology at the Illinois Institute of Technology. His research is on the stigma and discrimination people with health conditions and psychiatric disabilities experience. The stigma of mental health is as big a problem as the illness itself. I've always said it's ironic. It's bad enough being depressed, but on top of that, you're supposed to be ashamed of yourself. And it's true. A lot of people feel ashamed or scared about what might happen if they open up at work. But those feelings are changing. Turning back to that report from the Harvard Business Review. It also found that nearly two-thirds of people who participated in the research said in the last year they'd talked about their mental health with someone at work. This is true for Kristen. I thought about why that was and why I felt such a stigma around it. And I think that one of the biggest things is there's a fear of judgment when you talk about your mental health, right? You don't know how someone's going to take it. So I was always scared that if I mentioned, hey, I've struggled with this and this, that someone might think that I don't have the mental fortitude to take on a new opportunity. Or if I mentioned, hey, I have ADHD and they don't really understand what that is, they might just assume that this person just can't complete a task and then I might not get that opportunity either. For years, the words stigma and mental health or mental illness have been closely tied. Stigma creates fear, which keeps people from speaking up. So stigma is fundamentally an issue of difference that our human being, we recognize people as different than us. I'm probably one of the worst historic examples of stigma of race. People of color or different skin color than I. Sexism, people with different body types are different than me as a male. Ageism. And that difference is always connected to disdain. That because you're different than I am, you're less than I am. Um, one of the big differences about the stigma of mental illness is you can't see it. Contrary to what anybody might think, 
They cannot see it. I mean, the thought test they should give themselves, they're in a room of 100 people, statistically 20% will meet diagnostic criteria for a major mental illness and you can't tell. And so I think that what ends up happening is this idea that you kind of leave that mental health conversation out of the workplace can almost backfire in a way because if you're having a bad day, if you're struggling, it's going to come out somewhere. And if you can't have the conversations, then that's going to come out someplace where it shouldn't. Having that first conversation about mental health with a coworker is a big step. So first off, let's talk about how to help the world become more welcoming. I think one is to realize that uh, mental health is not this aberration made up of broken people. And when you get to meet them, like anybody, it's much more than just this easy reduction into having symptoms and broken. People are complex with their strengths as well as their weaknesses, and we need to know them as that. For Kristen, her journey to talking about mental health at work started when she met a coworker who also had ADHD. We have the most fun, amazing conversation about being able to swap tips and tricks on how to be more productive at work. There were things that she was doing that I didn't know that you could do and and vice versa. And so now I have more tools in my kits to be more productive at work when I feel like I can't be. When we got done with the conversation and when I walked away from it, I just felt so good. My whole like work day was 10 times better because I had found someone that I chatted with for you know 20 minutes about this thing and just knowing that there were other people that kind of struggled with it or you know, not even struggled, but just dealt with it. Conversations about mental health can seem daunting. Dr. Corrigan says that often people just want space to tell their story and to have someone listen to them. Other times, these conversations can be more in-depth. That's why it's important for both parties to establish boundaries for the conversation. I mean, there are some pretty tough stories out there. When you learn to be a counselor, you learn how to build armor and how to put limits on things so it doesn't overwhelm you. So I think when you're listening to a story of somebody who's sad at Christmas because their spouse died last year, there's great benefit in just letting them talk. But both sides need to realize it could be a heavy-duty thing. You have to make sure you have time to talk to them about it. To say, tell me about it, and they go through all the sadness because they remember the loved one who died. And you say, oops, I'm out of time. Really, it's going to shut the whole thing down. And so what it says, you know, if you don't have time now, saying this is important to me, let's get back together at 2 o'clock. Having programs in place can help reduce the stigma around mental illness by making services more accessible. Employee assistance programs can also help because we talk about them. And just talking about something more frequently can help normalize it. And that in turn helps reduce stigma. Kristen said she noticed a major change in her work life after her boss asked her a simple question. How are you doing? And that was all she asked. She wasn't asking about the work. She genuinely just wanted to know, hey, with everything going on, I just was thinking about you and was wondering how you were doing. And I don't know why, but something about that conversation, I was able to kind of feel comfortable enough to tell her, oh, you know what? I started checking in for the therapist, actually. And her reaction, she genuinely celebrated it. She was like, that is so awesome. I'm so happy for you. I'm so glad that you were doing that. And I think that that was a huge weight off of my shoulders right then and there. I didn't realize what that could do for you as an employee. This just feels like I've been holding my breath for so long and now I can just breathe. The conversation had a big impact on Kristen and it's caused her to change how she approaches other people at work. 
I really wish that people would talk about stuff a little bit more because I think that it improves so many things about what you do at work. It, it makes your team stronger. It, I think, increases uh, this idea of assume positive intent because I think when you can be honest about that kind of stuff, you approach conversations and situations much more differently. I go into a situation, if someone feels a little off that day, my first thought is, oh my gosh, they probably are dealing with something. And even if I don't ask them, or even if I say, hey, are you good? And they don't really want to talk about it. I still approach it with a whole person is coming to work and I'm not going to, you know, take a bad mood or kind of take a a weird comment at face value anymore because I understand that there's just so many more things going on. And I think that if you can kind of pull that stigma out and have those conversations, I think that level of emotional intelligence and assuming positive intent will just go up. Authentically sharing your story can help change a company's culture around talking about mental health in the workplace. But Dr. Corgan says sharing your story isn't without risk and making the decision to open up is something each person has to make for themselves. The one thing you would say is never feel compelled to tell a story. It's your story. And the other big thing about stories is when we talk about people telling their stories, we distinguish between the on the way down story and the on the way up story. And the on the way down story is what we tend to get into, tend to nitty gritty where you're going to prove to me you were really depressed and ended up in the hospital and you were living in your car. And don't get me wrong, those things are part of your experience. But what changes stigma is the on the way up story, the despite story, that despite you got depressed and I don't know, you got hospitalized and you have to take your medication, despite that you have a job and you're a successful writer, you have a significant other and you have 2.3 children live in the suburbs and have two cars. And that's sort of on the way up story. That's the idea of recovery. Recovery is the rule, not the exception. For Kristen, She's glad she made the decision to talk about her mental health at work, and she hopes others will consider opening up. It just makes the conversations deeper. It makes the troubleshooting a lot more effective, right? So if if I tell you that there's a problem and I'm not giving you the whole story, which is, hey, I was super anxious and I can't really tell if I'm misinterpreting this or what. If I can't have those conversations with you, I feel like it's just a half solution. So once I started having the conversations, even like two or three of them, I just realized how much better I felt about the work, how much more productive I felt. I felt confident when I was doing my work and talking to people. And I think that that's kind of why I reached out because I was like, okay, we have a really big company. There can't possibly be just one person who kind of experiences any kind of challenge with mental health. I just don't buy that. And I think that... I want people to have those conversations with even just their best friends at work because I just felt so good that day. And every time I kind of have a small conversation like that, it really kind of just like propels me. We all have a role to play when it comes to reducing the stigma around mental health in the workplace. Don't be afraid to ask that simple question. How are you doing? And more importantly, don't be afraid to ask for help. Thank you to Kristen for sending me this idea and for sharing her story. I'd also like to thank Dr. Corrigan for sharing his experience in this episode. We've talked about it before, and I can't say it enough. AEP does have an employee assistance program. It's free for all employees and members of their households, even if you don't get insurance through AEP. To get help, call 1-877-585-9572. 
or visit www.anthemeap.com and use code AEP. The service is confidential and available 24-7. Thank you for listening and stay safe.